Welcome to Balance Do. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you. So I pray you continue to support our endeavors while we take this journey together during these troubled times. Now, being a minister, I hear a lot of stories. And since we're in the midst of a mental health crisis, it's imperative for us to share and learn from each other's experiences. So in this segment of the Minister of Balance, we will share the story of a selfish manipulator. Here's the setup. Tank Moran, a guy in his early 50s, in very bad health, high blood pressure, he's diabetic, overweight, needs a walker to get around, and it's all a result of his fast living in his teenage and adult years. Drug usage, nonstop, unhealthy eating, don't believe in exercising, and a series of unhealthy relationships. However, none of the aforementioned has slowed his woman-seeking aspirations. Yes, he's on the internet, signing up for all the free dating apps they have online. Yes, he's signing on to get his groove on. And his profile? Nothing like reality. He actually doctored it up. He took an old pic of Sidney Poitier and posted on his bio. So while surfing the internet, he comes across several women he's interested in and sends messages. However, only one seems to respond to his overtures. That person? Jeannie Abler, in her late 50s. They both live in the Bay Area. She's very religious, with a great personality, very regimented, very loyal, works for the city as a social worker. And her dating app profile, surprisingly enough, is fairly accurate. Although she was very vulnerable at the time of Tank's message request, she was new to the online dating scene, being single for quite some time, her kids grown and on their own, and she was ready to mingle. So her niece, knowing as much, convinced her to join. And Tank Moran was one of the few who showed interest, although there weren't too many women on the app that he didn't send messages to. A further declaration of his desperation. Now to make a long story short, Jeannie opens up her home and her heart to a complete stranger. They see each other for the first time a week after conversing on the app. They end up meeting at a local restaurant. At the time of their lunch date, Tank was broke, you know, about to get evicted, but you never would have knew that by his demeanor. He was very charming and conjoling. Conversation among the two, not forced, went nice and smooth. And although she doesn't think he looked much like his biopic, she liked his humor. Now, Tank, after scoffing down a double burger and fries, checks his peripherals and sees the waiters coming toward the table with the bill. And before he gets there, Tank excuses himself and tells Jeannie that he's going to the restroom. Now, during that 15-minute time lapse, Jeannie wonders what's taking so long, but she figures, you know, he's an old dude and maybe the food didn't sit right. So she pays the bill and waits. He comes back and plays a sympathy card, tells her, you know, he, he has upset stomach and wasn't feeling well and apologized for, you know, taking so long. 
So she feels sorry for him, tells him everything is covered, they part ways, and he continues contacting her, you know, because in his eyes, he sees Jenny's pleasantries at the restaurant as a vulnerability that he can exploit. So he makes a habit of hanging out over at her house quite frequently. Every time he's there, he leaves something, clothes, toothbrush, spare walker, uh, oxygen tank, uh, blunts. And she doesn't mind. She's lonely and enjoys his company. So they eventually end up living together. She knew he was homeless and the only thing he was bringing to the relationship was an appetite. But she figured with a lot of love and unconditional support and her faith in God, maybe, just maybe she could help improve his situation. So after a couple weeks of honeymoon bliss, reality starts to set in. Tank starts to metastasize his own insecurities onto Jeannie. She comes home from work after a double shift. Tank is sitting in the living room watching TV. And no sooner than she steps in the house, he inquires about the food situation. So what we having today? She like, I don't know. Tank says, well, what you on a diet or something? Jeannie's like, can I just sit down and distress for a minute? Tank explodes. Ain't nothing ever around here to eat. You must be eating at work or something. Uh, Jeannie shakes her head. Tank continues. You you must be, but you don't look like you're losing weight. I mean, he's constantly accusing her of not doing enough. And Jeannie's getting angry. After a hard day's work, she's getting tired of coming home to a messy place and lots of drama. So Jeannie, needing a breath of fresh air, sees the garbage is piling up takes it out and in her mind she refers to Proverbs 11:25 for strength a generous soul will prosper and he who refreshes others will be refreshed she keeps reminding herself of that scripture Unfortunately, the garbage isn't the only thing that's piling up. After six months of cohabitating, Jeannie's bills are starting to increase. The heating, the light, the water, the grocery bill, the phone bill. Tank's just sitting around watching TV, eating and spending time on the internet and criticizing Jeannie every chance he gets. And she's never one to complain. I mean, she's always uplifting and encouraging and supportive and almost like a mother figure. But she's getting she's getting to the point to where she just can't take it more. So next day, you know, Jeannie gets up at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning and gets ready to go to work. And uh, Tank is still sound asleep. Uh, I guess doing nothing all day makes some people tired, you know. But anyway, all of a sudden, Jeannie hears a buzzing sound and determines the sound is coming from Tank's cell phone. It's in the back pocket of his pants, which were drooped over the chair next to the bed. She decides to investigate. She looks at the phone, and to her surprise, it's another girl on that dating app that he met her on. She puts the cell phone back in Tank's pocket and visually perturbed, heads off to work. Now, Jeannie... On her way back home after working late, she's tired and at her tipping point. She reluctantly decides to defy Tank. So immediately upon her entering the apartment, Tank's in the kitchen and confronts her. Before she can even get a word out, he's like, did you forget to get some food? Jeannie's like, you got a lot of nerve complaining. Tank says, what'd you say? 
and it slaps Jeannie so hard, her wig flies off and lands on the stove. Now while Tank's backhand is in mid-flight, Jeannie manages to bite the corner of his finger. She then kicks his walker to the side, and while Tank tries to regain his balance, she grabs a frying pan off the counter and clacks him upside the head. And he falls to the ground, hits his floor on the head, and becomes unconscious. Jeannie then calls the police, and once he awakes and gets his mental faculties back together, she and the men in blue have him and his belongings removed from the apartment. She then files a restraining order against him, and that was the end of Tank and Jeannie's relationship. However, sometime later, Tank gets a break. You know, due to his bad health and financial distress, he's able to get a low-income apartment. Now, about finding a significant other, he didn't find any success in that area. His health was steadily declining and his online dating tactics weren't warranting any results. Therefore, because of his loneliness, he decides to get a dog. And lo and behold, the results of that transaction were fairly predictable. First, he wasn't healthy enough to take a dog for a walk, didn't train him properly, couldn't afford the premium dog food. He took care of his dog about as well as he took care of himself and others. Sadly, he ends up having a heart attack, and since nobody was there at the time of the incident, it took several weeks before his half-eaten body was discovered. A very sad state of death for a very selfish guy. And yes, unfortunately they had to euthanize the dog because he acquired a taste for well-seasoned, tired, and tender dark meat. Now lastly, I'll give my two cents. I think Jeannie Abler let her vulnerabilities outwear sensibilities, and that's understandable. You know, she's only human. However, she should have been more patient with her selection process, and maybe the dating app, which I refer to as the online grocery store, isn't always the best way to meet good mates, especially if the goal is fidelity or marriage. Now, if you're just looking to date, make friends, have some fun, that's a different story. Now, Tank, he was looking for a mother, a gravy train, and he thought he could hustle his way through multiple relationships, but people eventually get what they deserve. What you put out in the world usually get back sooner or later, either in this realm or the next. Now, personally... I thought that was selfish of him to berate her, you know, by saying she wasn't doing enough and constantly harassing her and stuff, you know. This was part of his Jedi mind trick. Get her so focused on and improving her ability to make him happy that she completely forgets about the fact that he's not bringing anything to the table, you know, other than an appetite. Now, I'll say this much, as crazy as it sounds, you know, uh, in spite of all this, I mean, it's possible the relationship could have worked if Tank wasn't so selfish and insecure and instead tried to contribute more around the house, she wouldn't have put him out, literally or figuratively, you know, uh, for example, you know, he could have, uh, he could have cooked for her, you know, if you learn how to burn, uh, it's hard for women to send a man away that can throw down in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if he could have 
plan some meals or something for her as soon as she got off with a double shift or whatnot. Uh, that would have increased his value. He also could have went to church with her. You know, couples did pray together, stay together. Uh, I mean, and last but not least, the situation he was in, he should have been the last person to be unfaithful. No job, bad health. Um, not a good time to break out the poker chips. Definitely not. And, uh, you know, this situation reminds me of a scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 4 and 5. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Amen. Hallelujah. James 3.16 is another one. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Amen. See, I'll go back to Proverbs 11.25 too. You know, she, she thought she could refresh tank, you know, but the Spirit of God blessed her with discernment. Fortunately, helped her realize that he was never going to get himself together. He had selfish intentions. And she had enough faith in God to act on her intuition. And, and that was what got her through. Now, we can all be redeemed, but only if we face our iniquities and transgressions head on. Please remember, even though a situation may appear dire, stay grateful to God because he gives us mercy, even though we sin and have many shortcomings. That concludes today's show. Thank you for supporting Balance Do. We are a veteran-owned, tax-exempt, nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance, all geared toward strengthening community. We need your continued support, whether it's the Star Podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, donating. For more info on upcoming events, podcasts, or new content, Please visit our website and remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep it together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. And remember, God blesses those that bless others. Listen to the advice and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Hope to see you soon. Peace and God bless.